Some days are terrible, you wish that you were dead And some days are magical, like great banana bread Someday we'll be friends with the voices in our heads The voices in our heads Hello, congratulations on not taking your own life a yet another week You fucking hero, you fucking Wonder Woman, Superman Dick of steel. You have a dick of steel or a glit of steel. Kevin's looking at me real, real weird. Kevin, I'm just congratulating everybody on not killing themselves. You don't understand because dogs don't commit suicide, but some humans are born and then they don't like it. Anyway, uh, I'm glad you're here with us yet another day. And by us, I mean me and my dog because he's all I have. And I love him so much. And I had to take him to the ER last night. I'll get into that. But uh, I want to promote some stuff first um it's gonna be real quick uh funny pains documentary starring wendy starling i executive produced it and i'm in it a bunch they have killer vintage glamour puss footage from our first show where we were like i hope people come (laughs) it was really cute and i was super high on adderall for some of it and you can tell anyway um if you go to funnypains.com they'll give you all the places you could stream the movie um yeah watch it if you want and if you don't, don't. That's how that works. Um, also, if you're not listening to Guys We Fucked on Luminary, here's the countries. Let's see if I can remember them. United States. Whew, got it. Uh, Canada. Australia. UK. Ireland. South Africa. And New Zealand. Pretty sure those are it. I'm looking at Kevin as if, did I get him right? And he's like, fuck off. I don't know what you're saying. Um, but if you live in those countries, um, you could subscribe to Luminary. And if you don't, we're actually putting 20-minute uh, clips of every episode up on iTunes. So no matter where you are in the world, you can listen to it. Um, huge pain in the ass that it's not available in every country. And that it pains me every day. Like it hurts my soul. And if you write us uh, saying, hey, I want Luminary available in X country, I have a list. And I won't shut the fuck up to them about it. Um, that was fun. We had a meeting. Oh my God. Corinne and I had a marketing meeting with Luminary, uh, over zoom. And, and, uh, I gotta say I have, I have the best job in the, in the world because my favorite part about my job, one of my favorite parts is being inappropriate, not on purpose, but saying things that are not typically appropriate for like a business meeting, but because of the nature of guys we fucked and we're be us being stand-up comedians you know the shit comes up that would i guess wouldn't it normally come up if you were talking about you know shoes or whatever unless you're talking about shoes for your dick but that shouldn't be a thing you know what i mean but uh luminary had a powerpoint presentation they wanted to show us about some marketing ideas and uh we're sitting there and they had screenshots of our social media accounts just to say hey some of the exclusive creators at luminary you know have the tag us in their bio whatever the fuck and they had a screenshot of my twitter account (laughs) my twitter profile and i forgot i did this but i put the banner photo of my twitter profile and it's at christina hutch if you want to follow me shut uh is a an instagram caption Corinne, when we were at a haunted barn in Connecticut a couple weeks ago, we got wasted for the dwell party, my short film. You should watch that. Um, and we went and got all of these, you know, party supplies for just for us. And uh, but at the end, of, I woke up the next morning and I looked at her Instagram and she posted a picture of her ass. If you want to follow, it's at philanthropy gal. Highly recommend it. And the caption read, my butt is so yum, yum, yummy. Fuck everyone. <laughs> I just thought that was so funny. It's just so funny. And so the cap, the, the banner of my Twitter profile is at Philanthropy Gal saying, my butt is so yum, yum, yummy. Fuck everyone. And it was front and center in this luminary PowerPoint with like 12 executives on the other end. And I just started laughing and it gave me great joy. <sighs> So yeah, listen to Luminary. We're doing two episodes a week of that, of Guys Who Fucked, um, until July, because, you know, we're inside, and it's not the greatest. Kind of want to go outside. Although, not as social as I thought. I thought my whole life, Christina, you're just an extroverted social butterfly, and you get your energy from being around other people and connecting. That's a story I've been telling myself. Those voices in my head have been like, this is who you are. 
And then the quarantine happened and we're all staying inside and the the pressure is lifted off of, am I going to see anybody tonight? Am I going to fuck anybody tonight? Am I going to hang out with anybody tonight? Am I going to get drunk tonight? Like all of that being gone has truly given me a level of inner peace that I didn't think I was going to get until I was at least 70. I mean, not having to worry about that shit is a beautiful thing. And then I can go inside and be introspective. And really, God, I mean, I just want to hang out with my dog. That's all I really want to do. I thought I was this like wild child. Not really. I hung out with Corinne and a couple people the other day because the governor approved or the mayor, whichever one. I know which is which. I just don't know which one said this rule, but he approved gatherings up to 10 people. So we went over to Corinne's house for a little bit. And then we, all the bars in New York City are all open. And, you know, for as long as I can remember, you weren't, it was very illegal to consume alcohol on the streets of New York City. They changed that law real quick because all these restaurants have tables in their doorway and they're just like, let's get wasted. You want a margarita? I'm like, yeah, you know what? Sure. Have my own parade. This is New Orleans down here. And you're not supposed to travel beyond the sidewalk of that bar that you get the drink with your alcoholic beverage, but everyone's doing it. And uh, Murray Hill is... The Santagon capital of the world. That's how I describe it. But it's also now Mardi Gras every day. So that's fun. It's so fun. And so I don't even have to go out because I see all the drunk debauchery from my window. And then I go, ugh, kids. Kids will be kids. And then I just go to bed at 1 a.m. That's early for me. Oh, shoot. I wanted to promote. I'm in a play. I'm in a play that's going to happen over Zoom it's a two-person play, and I'm very excited about it. And I was supposed to look up all this information before I press record, but I didn't do it. But I can tell you that I'll find a ticket link, and I'll put it on my website, the resource section of my website. ChristinaHutchinson.com. Um, but at 7.30 p.m. on Monday, June 8th, I'm in a, in a play. It's me and this guy. And let me tell you, oh, the play's called Blind Date. I love theater so much. I love theater. Oh, God. I love it. Because I'm very dramatic. Because Mumsy didn't smile at me enough when I was a baby. Or whatever. But I love theater. And um, there's a part in this play. It's kind of like a blind date. And it's very, um, you know, hey, hey. You know, a lot of emotional beats. And a lot of, like, you got to put a lot of emphasis behind the words. Because there's not a lot of dialogue. It's just back and forth. But it's very minor like we each have a line it's like a 16 page no not 16 page it's eight page script and the longest line we have is like a three sentence line anyway you don't need to know that part but the part you do need to know that you might be interested in that I'm interested in is I have to take my shirt off it says that on the play the play wasn't originally written to be performed on zoom but I'm on a diet I don't know if you know that but my name's Christina and I'm on a diet I love lettuce and I hate bread <laughs> I'm better than you because I'm on a diet that's why I have to tell myself to not eat the bread. Um, so maybe, well, hopefully my titties haven't been deflated by that time because I was eating a lot of shit and now I'm not. I'm eating protein and vegetables. And so hopefully my titties aren't like, <laughs> that's the sound effect of um, dried out tits. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but I'll put the Zoom link if you want to buy tickets. I'm so excited. And I'm excited to take my shirt off because you know what? I've been too shy for too long with these titties and they're coming out. The tits are coming out. The tits are coming out. That's going to be the title of this episode. The tits or what about the tits are coming? Well, everyone's going to be like, oh, tits have jizz in them. Uh, not yet, boys. The tits are coming. Anyway, yeah, to go to July 8th, June 8th, <laughs> June 8th. Hey guys, you know what? Let's do some fuckboy theater. Okay, let's do some fuckboy theater. We're going to look at some a fuckboy bio and a fuckboy profile. Let's look at the bio first. Or the profile first. Let's look at the profile. 
this girl sent me a screen like a screen recorded video and she scrolled through this profile and I was like thank you so much for this I love seeing guys profiles on dating apps because men I've said it time and time again until I'm blue in the face men don't know how they come off on things if 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 you would have if if every guy that I've ever fucked made a Bumble or Tinder or Hinge profile and that was my first impression of them, I wouldn't have ever met them. Cuz they don't you don't you know, the qualities that we that women like about you aren't the qualities that you like about yourself, I guess. I don't know what the disconnect is, but there is one and it's large. This guy's name is Luke. He's 6'4". Ooh. Guess he's got big hands to finger me. Um, but Luke, the first, the first, Kevin, you're, you're, you're really, you're grabbing at my shoe at the wrong time. Okay. Um, there's the first picture is him on a rock, on a mountain. He's on a mountain. There's mountains. Sorry. I didn't mean to downplay it by saying rock. It's a, it's a large mountain that he climbed because he has a backpack on and sneakers and he's just squatting like he's taking a shit. And then there's a girl there who's also squatting like she's taking a shit and they're both eating bread. That sucks that they're eating bread because they're going to get fat. Oh, anyway, I'm not judging. It's fine. Um, so that's the first picture. And that's not, that's not wrong with that. I'm like, okay, there, I, that fucking better be your sister. Anyway, and then the prompt that he chose to answer, one of them is dating me is like, and Luke put, dating me is like, I will find the G spot and you will have a toe curling orgasm. I will worship the ground you walk on and roll out the proverbial red carpet. Hashtag alpha. Look, buddy, if you got to say, I know this is a dating profile, but if you say you're going to give me a toe curling orgasm, I need you to know that the first thought in my head is you're bad at sex. Okay. I just need you to know that. That might not be true. So, but that's what I think. So if your goal is to, for me to think I'm, you're good at sex, say something else. You know? And then he put a picture in the caption of this photo is, if my grandma hijacked Hinge, she'd add this. And it's a photo of him, two other men and two other women. I'm guessing it's his family. The problem with this photo, and it's a big problem, he has two brothers. One's uglier than him, but one's a lot hotter. And he's wearing a suit. Buddy, I'm gonna want to get to that hotter brother. Don't put him in your Hinge profile. Your, your theoretical grandma hijacking your dating app is not doing you any favors. Because you have a brother that I want to sit on his face. That's how hot he is. This guy is not a bad looking guy. But, uh... You can't stand next to that hot brother, buddy, especially if he's in a suit and you're just in khakis. So that's, you can't, and girls know this. If I, I have a lot of, I have a plenty of friends that are way hotter than me. Smoke shows. To the point where if I walk down the block with them, I, I'm ignored. But that's, I like, I think it's funny. And I love observing people observing like those friends. It's interesting to me. But am I going to put a picture of me and Ashley in my dating app profile? Fuck no. It's just going to be me. Maybe me and a dog. Maybe me and some uglier people. But is that if you're trying to win this girl over, don't dangle your hotter brother in front of her fucking face. Anyway. And then another pro, um, prompt that Luke wanted to answer uh, was something that's non-negotiable for me is... <laughs> Here we go. He writes, being an intellectual dolt, D-O-L-T. And I had to look that up. And I'm pretty sure it meant stupid person. Wait, dolt meaning, let's just look it up right now. Let's learn together. Because I'll know what a lot of words mean. It means a stupid person. He's kind of being a dolt posting that one family photo with his hot older brother though. <laughs> okay. Oh, you're going to throw it back at me? I'll throw it back in your face. Thank you. Uh, okay. Being an intellectual dolt. That's a non-negotiable for him. Being a dead fish in the sack. <sighs> okay. Not tolerating my love of the Buffalo Bills. 
not acknowledging that taxation is theft. Oh, boy, buddy. Okay. You want to know the biggest risks that Luke has taken, you guys? Okay, I'll tell you. Dating bimbos. This, the biggest risk he's ever taken was dating a bimbo. I would say the biggest risk he's ever taken based on what I know of him so far is putting a picture of him standing next to his brother that's way hotter than him. That, my friends, is a risk. And that means to me, you're relying on the strength of your personality, which based off your profile, not great. I've, and another biggest risk he's taken is uh, I've lived in six states since college. He spells college C-A-W-L-I-D-G-E. Most people call that a risk. I call it a full send. Dating bimbos can destroy your life. So he just went from the six states and then back to the bimbos. That real, he was really hurt by that. By the bimbos. And you know what? If a bimbo broke his heart, I would venture to guess she's not a bimbo. And then he has a picture of himself on a motorized bicycle, not a, bi uh, not a motorcycle. That's very different. Motorized bicycle. That doesn't look too bad. It does have an exhaust pipe that's too big. So it's like he bought a 1992 Honda Accord and spent $15,000 on rims and a spoiler. That's what this bike looks like. And, you know, he's rocking that shirtlet, uh, that sleeveless shirt that's a jersey for some sports team. It's probably the fucking Buffalo Bills. Don't tread on me, bitch. And it, he's, he's, he's on the bike as if he's in a rap video. But it's just a photo. And then in the background is one of those truck, those Toyota, like, 1991 tiny thin trucks with a trailer on the back of it, like a, like a mobile home on the top of the bed of the truck. So that's, that's that. And then he finally sees the light and he posts a photo with the caption who wore it better and it's him and a friend that's uglier than him. So, you know, he was thinking clearly at the end, but not at the beginning. I think it's because he's dated too many bimbos. Let's read one more profile. This one I love. This one I love. Uh, because he knows his audience. In this one, it's a particular type of gal. His name's Michael. He's 28 years old. And his bio, his bio on Tinder is such. Kevin, no. That's not what it says. <clears throat> no. Anyway, his bio says, I am a sensitive boy looking for a sweet Christian girl for some hot, healthy doggy style fucking we can talk about church and youth group if you like but really i just want you to go down on my hard christian cock i am very clean and good looking and i'd say i read the bible at least once or twice a week you should be the same and do the same and be prepared to take my seven inches of spirituality deep and hard Wow, thanks guys. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's a wrap on the fuck boys. Thank you. Thank you very much. Wow, Michael, you really know your audience. The the Christian girl who's a slut on the inside and you on the outside. Who could take seven inches. Oh, we think you could take seven inches. I guess seven inches is, is yeah, that's good size, but uh, just shut the fuck up. You know what I mean? Rule of thumb, I think this is a safe rule of thumb. You don't have to put how many inches your cock is in your dating app profile. We don't, we want to first, you got to make us want to know how big your cock is by being charming and playful and funny and whatever. But don't tell me how many inches your cock is. I don't give a shit. Oh, God. And I was going to, you know, I, put, I went back on Raya for like two minutes the other day. Because somebody I was hanging out with was like, yeah, I'm like flirting with all these guys. Oh, wait, no, it was, um, it was Chloe LeBranch. Um, 
Or was it Chloe LeBranch? She was our guest on Guys We Fuck last week. Somebody somebody I know was like telling me that they were on dating apps during quarantine and that it wasn't bad. And I was like, huh, okay. And then I went on it and I was like, Ugh. wait, let's go on it now. Let's see who's on it. Let's see if anybody likes me. Does somebody like me? Does anybody like me? Raya profile. Oh, Cranford. He looks exactly how you think he would look. Cranford. Nope. X you. Just because you look like, I don't know. Oh, we got an Aaron that's spelt E-R-A-N. That's not how you spell it. Next. Micah, you're from Philly, but you live in New York. And you look like you have a lot of severe emotional issues, and I'm going to heart you. Thank you. Uh, John, couldn't be more boring looking. Couldn't be more. Oh, he's pouring a cocktail on the next photo in a suit, which, okay. Okay, see now, again, John, he fucked up. He put the boring photo first, and I'm like, eh. And then there's this hot picture of him on a table pouring himself a drink. That's way better. You're going to X because you don't know your look. Oh, Jesse, hello, baby. He works in investments. You want to invest in this cervix, Jesse? Oh, see? And then the second photo was him looking into the camera. It's a selfie, making a face like he just smelled a fart. And it's like, that's not cute. Matt looks too much like my brother. Gregory, already dated a Greg, not dated another Greg. Christian from Norway. I don't even have to look at the rest of your photos. I'm interested. Oh, Alexander. See, this is the thing about Raya. He's from the UK, lives in Spain. What the fuck am I going to do with that? Give me New York, people. I really just went back on Ryan to see if I could find Matthew Perry. And, oh, God, so many guys posting photos of them with really hot chicks. And it better be your fucking sister, dude. It better be your sister, man. All right, I'm not going to swipe through this anymore. It's just every time I get on the app, I'm like, eh, you know, just drains. It drains me of my joy. So I'm like, well, I don't want to do that then. <sighs> I just learned recently that the phrase deep-seated <clears throat> is deep, S-E-A-T-E-D. Not deep-seated like a seed of a plant, like a cucumber seed, like a strawberry seed. Oopsies. I'm going to be having these types of realizations until the day I die. I hope on my deathbed I go... Oh, it's nip it in the bud or something like that. There's so many phrases that I just assume that I, it's not what it is. Uh, sorry, I'm just, I'm on a diet. I'm really scatterbrained and I want bread. A lot of people have been asking me about what rollerblades I have. I don't want to answer that question anymore. I'm answering it here. I bought them off Amazon. I looked at the price points. They started at around $60 and went up to like $250. I'll go, I'll get the ones that are $150 because that's my logic. If it's the middle of the road, then it's not going to suck, but it's not going to be that great. And that works. You know, I don't play roller hockey. I just smoke weed and blade down the river. So I don't need the fancy kinds. I got them off Amazon and the brand is Alexis 80 Pro. I am putting a link to these rollerblades on my resource section on my website so that you don't have to ever ask me ever again, okay? So when somebody DMs me, what kind of rollerblades? I'm not going to answer you. I'm going to look at it. I'm going to leave you on red. I'm going to read the message. I'm not going to respond because I'm telling you right now, it's a Lexus 80 Pro rollerblades. Got them off Amazon. The link I'm putting, I when I Googled it, a link for newegg.com came up that's the link i'm gonna put i don't know where the better place to buy it is that's for you to decide oh shout out well here i should probably be promoting these people they're not a sponsor but they uh this guy from this company rollerblade.com emailed me and uh was like i loved what you said about rollerblading in your first podcast episode we'd love to send here's a promo code get some free skates and i was like oh shit and i went on like yo these skates were legit bruh 
And I, so I got the scariest pair I could find because I already have a pair that I'm very comfortable with. I'm doing, here's where I'm at with rollerblading. And I've done this ever since I was a kid. I can pre- I pretend I can do physical things that I actually can't do in public. It gives me this, sen- this rush. I always used to pretend when I was a kid that I was about to do a backflip on the playground all the time. And then right before I would like, you know, presumably jump up into the air and land on my feet, fingers crossed, I would be like, I can't. It's just the ground's too unstable. Like I would act like, mm, this isn't the best place to do it. I have to do it privately. Sorry. And people would be like, you could do a backflip? I'm like, yeah, but you know, it's not really good to do it like on a hill. I didn't know what, th- I couldn't even fucking do a cartwheel. Okay. But I got a high off of pretending that. So how that's transferred, how that looks at, at present day is when I rollerblade. <laughs> Uh, I pretend I'm an ice skater and I, I've managed to, if I get like, if I get a lot of speed and I'm just going down a path that is not too crowded, but there has to be people around. Otherwise, what's the point? I'm not going to feel fancier than I am if no one's watching, you know what I mean? And I go and I put one foot up in the air behind me, like a whole leg. And it's, I could almost do a 90 degree angle. And then I'll pretend that I'm going to lift the leg up in front of me. And as if I'm going to go into a turn and then I, my body language is like, I can't do that now. I have to wait until I'm back on the ice. <laughs> the fuck is my problem? I love, I love doing that. Is it, is it, what is that about? I don't know. But yeah, I pretend I'm an ice skater when I rollerblade and I'm like, I imagine the people behind me are like, wow, she must be like really upset that like COVID is preventing her from being back on the ice. And then I respond, I'm like, yeah, it sucks. But you know, at least I got blades. Blade life. (laughs) Fucking idiot. Anyway, rollerblade.com was, they they were like, get free rollerblades. I'm like, okay. And these are like nice, legit rollerblades. They have rollerblades. This is a great site. Go to rollerblade.com and get rollerblades. Um, they the cater they have men women kids um they're really good quality the prices are high well for these the ones that i bought i bought the most expensive ones because i'm like they're free whatever's the most amount of money is the one i'm gonna get but these are more of the expensive side but um i got so there's categories kevin i swear to god okay there's categories of these blades and there's speed fitness urban kids blade runner so obviously i checked out the speed first and in those two categories, it's race or long distance. And so I've seen people on the East River path with these types of blades. They only have three wheels and they're bigger, but they're spaced out. My rollerblades have, I think, four wheels that are tiny. These are like, these look like the Mercedes Benz of rollerblades. So the ones I got, the exact model is Endurance Elite 110. I don't know what any of those, any of that means, but they're 350 bucks. I'm like, well, if you can give it to me for free, I'm going to get more And I was like, I, I want to go to, I want to take my blading to like the next level. Really, I just want to go faster. I love going fast. When I drive a car, I speed. When I blade, I go as fast as I can. And it's very fun. And then I pretend I'm an ice skater. And then everyone around me is like, oh my God. And I'm like, stop guys. It's just, I'm just a person. But the ones I got were these speed long distance blades with three wheels that are spread apart. And I, I, I'm very comfortable in the blades that I have right now because I've been using them for a while. I feel very comfortable, comfortable enough to go stoned, comfortable enough to, to, to skate on one skate. But these are terrifying. They're very fast and I not, oh, this is going to take a while for me to get used to these. Um, but I'm going to have to do baby steps. I'm going to go to the, there's this place in the East River by the boat dock that's like enclosed so it's not a lot of people that's what i'm gonna do because a lot of people message me like i just got blades and it's 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 a scary feeling when you're when you try them out for the first time and if you haven't done it for a while because you're like oh i don't know but these blades that i got they don't have a break in the back and i'm as cool as i am on these blades i use that break i skid to the light i'm like and everyone's like what's that a car oh it's just that girl that's one of the reasons why I started doing the one foot thing. Cause it's like, I'm not just a, a blader who uses the brake. I'm also an ice skater. Those are the blades that I have. Those two. You know what I discovered this week? Drugstore press on nails. Holy shit. 
where have those been my whole life? I used to get tips. When you get tips at a nail salon, if you guys don't know, they, they put like a piece of plastic on your nail, like halfway on your nail and it extends your nail. And then they take this powder and this liquid and then they fill in the rest of the nail. Whatever. It's just, it's like thicker nails, right? And I used to get them all the time. And I used to tan- go tanning. I was one of those cunts. And uh, Corinne and I were doing this sketch. We were parodying, parodying um, this podcast that gets compared to Guys You Fucked a Bunch. This is the only reason I heard of it. People tweet at me about it. Uh, called, it's called Call Her Daddy. It's on Bar- Barstool Sports. Sports. I can't talk. And we were doing a, we want to do a parody. It's on our Instagram. Check it out. It's very funny. We have a lot, we filmed like four, four one minute videos. So we're going to put more out. But it, one of the things that I noticed with the call her daddy girls is they have fake nails on. So I was like, let's just go to the, gr- the drugstore across the street and get them. Cause I think it's a really important part of the sketch. And oh my God, I thought I fucking thought I went to the nail salon. They looked so good and they lasted for a long time. I ended up removing them yesterday because they were getting in my way. Couldn't play piano. But I'm like, damn, I don't really think I got to get my nails done anymore. Guys, we're all becoming independent. But also I was thinking about like, what are the nail salon ladies doing right now? Do you think they're all just like in their one giant apartment doing each other's nails? That's a New York specific thing because in New York City, when you're at the nail salon I go to, um, I've been going to it for 10 years. Um, whenever it gets crowded and a lot of girls come up and they're like, I want a mani pedi. And, uh, and then they're like, okay. And then, but if there's a wait, oh man. If, if there's a wait, the, the, a lot of times the wind will be like, how long do I have to wait though? But like how long exactly? 10 minutes? So exactly 10 minutes. So if I come back in 10 minutes, I can get in a chair. I'm like, who the fuck put a crown on your head? Bitch. I don't say that out loud, but I think it. But then they just, one of the women behind the counter do, at, working at the nail salon will make a phone call. This is a very specific New York City thing. Maybe it's an LA thing too. I don't know. But in New York City, when the nail salon gets crowded, and the, 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 the girls are like, I can't. Eh. And they're like, okay, Jesus Christ, let me, you know, call, make a phone call. They make a phone call. And then a, a woman appears in like five minutes. Not even five. Honestly, I would say two minutes. Just appears. And I'm like, where did you come from? Do you guys live in the building? I've always wondered that. But I wonder what they're doing. I hope they're okay. I hope they're okay. <sighs> I had to take Kevin to the ER last night. And I was like, am I just being a paranoid bitch? But you know what? Maybe I am. I got health insurance for my dog. Still don't have health insurance for myself. If that's not a metaphor for my goddamn life. But um, last night around 2 a.m., Kevin was making noises as if he was going to throw up and he's never thrown up before but I know it's common for a dog to throw up and I was like okay well I'm just going to put you on the pee pad over there and see you know I was just kind of rubbing his back and and then he threw up a ball of very condensed it looked like condensed hair but also looked like there was food in it I'm like okay all right whatever and then after he threw up he looked at me as if he was the devil and I was like okay okay that's a little weird uh okay let's put you on the couch kevy bear i put him on the couch and he was just acting very strange and and at one point he was like his right side was laying down but his left side was standing and he was looking at me like a child in a horror movie come play with us and and i was like that's 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 okay okay that's what that is that's a little alarming i don't know if i like that and then I was rubbing his belly, laid on his back, and I was rubbing his belly, and I was just looking at him like, Some, you're, something's up with you. You're not right. And then as I was rubbing his belly, he squealed really loud and then ran to the other side of the couch and and looked at me as if I was trying to harm him. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, okay, this is weird. And he kept shaking. He had, like, the tremors as if he was having a seizure. His eyes were half open, and I was like, and then immediately, because this is my go-to reaction when something goes awry. I'm like, oh, God. Oh, God. What do I do? What do I do? And I'm like, Christina, you're 32. Let's let's dial it down and actually be helpful to yourself. So some managerial voices in my head came through. Thank God. Ooh, doing all that work. Took me this long to have those voices in my head. 
whatever better late than never and i was like okay so i called justin silver and i was like i was crying and i'm like kevin is acting really weird and i don't know he's like all right just go call the animal medical center and ask them if you should come in and then go and then call me and he was very good at i, I was like i need somebody to calm me down because i'm sure not gonna do it kevin was acting so fucking bizarre it was so scary and he when i as i put his collar on i just i called the place and they just said if it's an emergency bring your pet in i'm like well yeah that's what you're okay i'm just gonna go so i put him in his little carrier and usually he gets really excited to be in that but he was he was on another planet i don't know what and i was oh boy i mean i don't know if i'll ever have kids because i don't it is ah i mean I almost wanted a fucking cardiac arrest. I was so worried. And I got, we got in the Uber, we went to the thing and, and you know, it's quarantine. So I had my mask on, you know, you had to go through these double doors and then you had to stand five feet away from the counter and the guy had a mask on. And then there was a, a, a like a plexiglass thing put over him and, and so I, I explained, you know, my dog threw up earlier and now he's acting very strange and he's shaking and it's something's wrong and he squealed and I don't, uh, and I told him all the things and he's like, okay. And then a, a, a nurse or a vet technician came down who was really sweet and he's like, can you put Kevin on the ground for me? And he was walking crooked. And I was like, oh, that's not, you see that, right? Do you see that? My baby walking crooked. Why my baby walking crooked? And I was, oh man really not doing myself any favors with trying to communicate in that moment and then so they took him up and they're like okay you, you have to wait outside in these tents in the parking lot or in this parking garage underneath the bypass or the the highway overpass and then we'll call you it i mean i get it with the covid we're not the, the owners of pets cannot go in the vet with them that's that's fair and that's what we got to do but ha <laughs> Holy! I was I was a wreck, and so I'm waiting in this fucking tent that looks like what they did to Elliot's house when he had ET, and the fucking government just went and put his house in plastic with all the tunnels. I had to unzip this clear tent and wait in this tent in a in a underneath the the highway next to the vet. Oh, before I went to go to the tent, I was like, okay, I'm just going to wait on this bench. No one was in the waiting room. Zero people were in the waiting room. It was just me and this guy. And that guy was 20 feet away from me, okay? Not six, 20. And he's like, okay, can you wait outside? I'm like, wait. Wait out. Because I knew I wasn't going to be able to go up with him. I've taken him to the vet for his shots and shit. And I was never able to go. I had to text the vet and they came out and then they took him away and they called me. So I knew that. I knew to expect that. But it's really, you know, and I understand why they want me to wait outside. I totally get it. But in that moment, I was just so sad and hurt and 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 worried and freaking out. And they were like, can you go wait out in that tent in the parking lot? I'm like, why do you hate me? Like, that's my attitude. And I go, Christina, don't be a fucking Karen right now. Don't be a Karen or whatever. So I go out in this tent like I'm goddamn E.T. And I'm waiting and I'm waiting. And I'm like, I got to smoke a cigarette. I didn't want a cigarette at the time, but I was like, I'm too, I'm too anxious. I need a cigarette. So I went outside to smoke a cigarette. And then the security guard at the vet was like, hey, can you be somewhere where I could see you? And I was like, I was about to be like, why? I can take care of myself. I have it. And then he was like, there's a lot of homeless people cops have been called on homeless people or in this area specifically and i just want to make sure you're okay i'm like oh yeah no problem thanks i really appreciate it <laughs> and then i smoked a billion cigarettes and went back into my et tent where i was just and i was like i needed to be calmed and but i'm like i'm not gonna text corinne i'm not gonna text anybody i'm not gonna tweet about i'm not gonna put on social media because usually when i need to kill time or desperately distract myself I just go on instagram or twitter and say what's happening but I'm like, yeah, that's not going to help. It's only going to make me freak out more. So I'm sitting in this ET tent and then they call me and they're like, your, your dog is dribbling urine. And I was like, what the fuck does that mean? He's like, it just, it just, he's having a, a neurological episode. And I was like, oh my God, why? And, and the first thing he asked me is, do, do you have weed in your house? And I was like, yeah, of course I got weed. Who do you think I am? Yeah, a lot of weed in my house. 
I see, and they say, I think it's possible marijuana intoxication. And I was like, oh, word, he's just high? Oh, shit, okay. But I'm very careful about, I vacuum and sweep every day. But, you know, I don't have my eyes on Kevin every single second that he's on the floor. So there's got to be, some, I'm very careful about that shit. So this motherfucker was walking crooked and throwing up and looking at me like I had eight heads because he was high as hell. So like, I'm pretty sure it's marijuana intoxication because they, they asked, the first thing they asked me if I had weed in my house, I'm like, well, uh, 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 yeah, it's fucking, yeah. Well, Courtney doesn't have anything to do. I always have weed in my house. And he said, I think that's pretty much what it is. We can do blood work to see if it's something else, but I'm almost positive. And I was like, well, I mean, I'm not going to be like, no, don't do the blood work on my son. Yes, do the goddamn blood work. I didn't say it like that. I was very nice. They were all, everybody who worked there was very nice. And so they're like, okay, we're going to do the blood work and we're going to give him some fluids and it'll be about 20 minutes and you're good. And so I waited in that fucking ET tent, the disease tent. And an hour goes by and I was like, well, I don't want to be one of those. Can I, it's been over 20 minutes, but it had been over 20 minutes. I was like, I just want to go check. So I, and I was crying still. And I went, I went in there. I was like, I just want to ask the person, the front desk person, if I can, you know, what the update is. Cause I was told 20 minutes, it's been an hour. You know, that's fair, right? So like, yeah, yeah. Go in once this other lady comes out. I'm like, okay, Jesus Christ. No one's getting COVID here. <laughs> and cause you got, you do have to be that careful, but in times of duress, it's annoying, even though who cares? Um, but so I went in and I was, and I was like, Hey, I just wanted to check on the dog. And I went to say, I was going to say, you know, is they told me 20 minutes, it's been an hour. And the guy was like, ma'am, I have a lot of people in here right now. I was the only other person in the waiting room, but I'm assuming he meant paperwork. You need to go wait outside. And I was just like, okay, I'll wait outside. I feel sorry for myself way too easily, but it's in comical situations. So it doesn't actually affect my life, but, uh, it's, it, I think it's kind of funny. Um, and I was like, all right. And so I waited in the vestibule between the lobby and the outside. And then the security guard was like, you got to go outside to that tent. You got to go back in that tent. I'm like, okay. Oh, you can't get a break in this town, huh? And then they called me and they were like, or they like, yeah, you can pick up your dog now. And they brought him down and he was just still so out of it. But he had two sacks of fluid on his back underneath his skin that the the woman was like hey just have, have you owned a pet before and I was like yeah a cat but it didn't work out long story don't worry about it she's like okay well I put we put fluid in him so these bumps are fluid they'll go down and she just gave me a heads up I'm like that's good because I would have called and be like why are the bumps in my baby's back does he have cancer and so I went we went home and uh, I was like wow Kev you really threw me for a loop I'm so sorry I kept apologizing to him I'm like I will clean the floor much better next time I'm sorry you had a bad trip and you talked to the devil high on weed and then the next morning he was good as new so there we go that's just another day of the journey of being Kevin's mother what if I put on my Instagram bio just Kevin's mom Maybe I would get a date. Because guys, host a guy we fuck ain't working out. Oh, something Kevin did the other day that wasn't ingesting the marijuana I haphazardly uh, left on the floor was um, I have roaches in my home because it's New York City. And that's a thing that happens even though my house is tray clean. Um, downstairs, um, Kevin, I was in the bathroom and Kevin walks up to me with a, the, a roach? The size of, of a, of a, it was huge. Okay. That's all you need to know. It was fucking huge. And it was in his mouth. And he had this look on his face like, yo, what's up? Just caught you something, boo. And I was like, ah, and I screamed and then he freaked out and I was like, okay, okay. No, that's great. That's great, Kevin. You get it. You killed it. It's there. It's in your mouth. Put it out of your mouth. I'm not touching it kindly unlock your jaw so I can put 27 paper towels over this roach and then put gloves on and then a mask and then pick it up why am I so scared of roaches roaches oh god they freak me out but they're no different like just because a roach roaches got have a bad rap they have a bad rep 
I feel bad. That sucks. I feel bad for them. I don't feel bad for them because they don't give a shit. But if you think about it, like I paid money to have somebody ship me caterpillars that will turn into cocoons that will turn into butterflies. And I see a roach and I'm like, the devil! Really? What's the difference between a butterfly and a roach? I could think of a few things visually. Yeah. But the, the, the reaction it elicits in me, opposite ends of the spectrum. When I see a butterfly, I'm like, oh my God, it's magic. Maybe it's my dead grandfather saying hi. Or it's Jesus telling me I'm going to be okay. Every time I see a butterfly, I'm like, it's some angel trying to talk to me. But when I see a roach, I'm like, Every get your gun! When I see a roach, I scream and I'm, I'm angry. Like I turn into a murder hornet. But yeah. My diet journey, how's it going? I'll tell you, I'm on a diet. Did you know that? I am, I'm on a diet. My trainer, Talia... Um, you should follow her if she's doing another challenge. Basically, the challenge is just um, eating well, but it's all math. Really, if you think about it, here's the thing with this diet that I'm realizing, and I knew that this was the, a missing link to me feeling better because sugar, man, sugar is shit. Sugar is shit. Um, but I, I was, before this diet, food was a blanket. And after this diet, or during this diet, and hopefully after, hopefully this effect lasts, I don't look at food as a blanket anymore. I look at it as fuel. Like, it's all math. Like, get nerdy with the food. Like, I have to eat so much protein. My trainer was like, eat your body weight in grams in protein. So I have to fucking eat 140 grams of protein a day. I, I don't even got time to talk. I'd just be eating chicken the whole fucking day. So I'm like, how can I sneak this shit in? Just give me a, a powder and I'll mix it with a yogurt or whatever. But I feel a lot better. I feel so much better. I feel more clear-headed. That's one of the main things that sugar, getting sugar out of my diet has been doing. I, I still eat fruit every once in a while. But, you know, I was eating boxes of grape jelly Uncrustables and boxes of Eggo chocolate chip waffles. You know when you go to Trader Joe's, they have these mini ice cream cones? And, and I, when, I, when I'm in the store and I spot them, I'm like, oh, this is great. So if I have like a sweet craving, I'll just eat a little one. But then when I have that craving at home and I go to get it, I'm like, well, they're so little. I can eat 10. And, you know, not great. The second day of my diet was the worst because I was going through withdrawals. I would rather quit Adderall eight more times than, than go from the amount of sugar I was consuming to this. Whew! Oh my God. I was angry. I was horny. Where's that coming from? I don't know. Haven't been touched by a man since January. And so the second day, I'm like, I, 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 rate, I cleaned my cabinets out. I cleaned my kitchen out. And I only put fresh fruits. And vegetables and chicken. So much chicken. So much chicken. And I was like, I got, I can't, I, I the second night, uh, you know, I smoke weed at night. And I get hungry and I knew it was going to happen. And I'm like, well, just don't eat. Don't eat. Change your habit. It takes practice. Try, try, try. And the, the first night, I passed with shining colors. The second night, I was like, I need something sweet now. But I don't want to go outside. Because if I went to the deli, mm -mm, that ain't going to be good. And I was looking around. I was looking at all my my junk drawers. I'm like, oh, is there a cupcake in here? I, it's not where I put cupcakes. But I looked in them anyway just to see. And then I looked. I have a set of golden lockers that my ex-boyfriend owned and left here. And I'm glad he did because they're great storage. And on the top of those lockers sits a blue My Little Pony pinata that was from the Dwell premiere party that Corinne and I had at our haunted Airbnb in a barn in Connecticut and I spotted that pinata and I'm like I didn't fucking take all the candy out of the pinata and I ran to the pinata and the problem with going from sitting to running when you only have three feet that you really need to travel is you fall so I got up I was so excited I got up and I slipped on the floor 
and I hit my head real good. And I was like, okay, well, you know, that happens. And Kevin was looking at me like, you okay? When I saw the pinata from my couch, I said out loud, oh my word, like I'm Shirley Temple. <laughs> I was like, oh my word, it's candy. Shirley Temple was on cocaine, right? Yeah, she was. Um, so I, I took my piano bench over to the locker, stood up on it. Don't know how, how I did not slip on that lacquer piano bench is evidence that God exists because wow, I was not slow. That fall didn't slow me down. I was so desperate to get to that pinata as fast as possible as if the candy in there was going to disappear if I didn't get it in two seconds. Um, but yeah, so I took the pinata. I'm like, I don't think we took. And so in the pinata, when Corinne and I were at Walmart in Connecticut, trying to find what we're going to say, we put a lot of dog treats in it because we wanted to have some for Alfred and Kevin. And then we put some candy in it. And then we put those packets of, they're like Ritz crackers, long skinny Ritz crackers and it, with the ch fake cheese in it. And it, they used to have a red stick that you dig the cheese out and then put it on the cracker. And then when you ran out of crackers, you just suck on that stick real good. I, I, some dumb babies choked on it, I guess, and they don't have the red stick anymore. But that's besides the point. I was hoping that one of those packs was still left in the pinata because that's really what I wanted because it wasn't sugar. I'm sure there was sugar in it, but it was more of a salty thing. I'm like, I wouldn't feel as guilty, I guess. I don't know. That pinata was filled with dog treats and two packs of sweet tarts, like little baby sweet tarts. And I was like, you know what? Okay. And I ate those fucking sweet tarts like I was having the best orgasm of my life. If you don't consume a lot of sugar right now, let me just tell you as a friend, don't start. Because it will, I feel like I am punch drunk. I feel like I feel like this weird sense of giddiness and excitement and like caffeination, even though I'm not consuming more caffeine than I normally would have because I, because of the sh cutting the sugar out. It's awesome. I like it. Hopefully I'll, you know, level out a little bit. Oh, there's a bug. Eh, it was a mosquito. <laughs> so I was, I was, I was, it was like, it, it was like I was a contestant in Double Dare or Legends of the Hidden Temple. That's the amount of viciousness I went for this pinata at with. Like I was trying to compete for a double dare title. I took that show very seriously as a child. Loved that show. The moral of the story is I'm starving. But I'm not eating bread, so it's okay. Okay? Oh my God. I want to figure out... <laughs> I've been wanting to do a bit about this for a really long time. But uh, I talked about race the last episode. And then this episode, uh, this episode, I'm not going <laughs> to go go back into race. But like, yeah, I, I guess I kind of am. Because I've been thinking about like, there's this type, like, like you know, these fuckboy people. That's not every man. It's a very specific kind of, kind of guy, right? And fuckboy goes across all the races. But but there's this, this is a race, there's a type of white woman that is so, it gets under my skin and it is so, like, there's this type of white woman who is always on the brink of disaster over situations that are not disastrous. And I'm, I'm very curious about that type of woman. Like what? It's as if the weight of the entire world is on her shoulders. And yet, when you do a little digging into who she is, she ain't got that much shit on her shoulders. And you're like, well, that's strange. And like, there's this kind of white woman that's like, if you ask her for like directions in the street in Manhattan, like I just, I see this in New York too. Cause yeah, New York's this cool liberal bubble, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. I read the story about Amy Cooper, this chick, this white lady in it. She's one of these white ladies fucking called 911 on this black man who was bird watching in the area of Central Park. I know the exact area he's talking about. It is a gorgeous, beautiful, isolated area of Central Park where people bird watch. And you, I mean, 
oh, it's awesome. And you can walk your dog in there, which I, you kind of shouldn't be able to do that because that defeats the purpose of bird watching. You can walk your dog anywhere else in the park. Maybe stay away from this 10 feet. But you, you, what is illegal in that area is having your dog off leash. Specifically, I didn't even know it was legal ever to have your dog off leash in Manhattan, but I, I see people do it. But uh, So this white lady who like see, seems to me, I don't know her, but she seems like one of those ladies that's on the brink of disaster. Hey, she could have some things going on in her life. I have no idea. However, it's this kind of woman that I'm like, what the fuck? And this dude who was bird watching, he was a black dude, and he was like telling this woman, "You can't. can you put your dog on a leash? Fucking trying to watch birds. And then he was, I guess she didn't. And she was like, well, you don't tell me what to do. I'm paraphrasing here. But, and then she called 911 and said, there is an African-American man threatening me. I'm like, what the fucking shit is your issue? I mean, that's, that's, you can't, you can't even defend that. You can't even defend that not being racist. You can't because you were scared of the guy because he was black. You said it. You said he was African-American. You said, she said the guy, then the guy starts videotaping her because he was basically like, yo, if you're going to pull some dumb shit, everyone's going to see it. And I, hey, I would have done the same thing. Did she get fired from her job? Yes. Uh, But she tells the guy, I'm going to call the cops and I'm going to tell them that there is an African-American man threatening me. And he was like, do it, please. Can you please do it? And she did. And as she's doing it, she's choking her dog as if the weight of the world that was on her shoulder is now her dog. And she's choking it. And and it, she's choking her dog as she's saying, there is an African-American man threatening my life he all he was doing was like lady if you don't put your dog on a leash i'm gonna give him a treat and people hate when their other people feed their dogs which no one's ever tried to do that with kevin but if they did i'd be like that's maybe ask me first so yeah i get that oh man come on lady what is what what is it about that kind of white lady and then these these kind of white ladies and it's all and i and i want it I don't, it's a specific type, but I've, I've been seeing it forever. And I'm like, huh, it's, it's, I'm very, what makes that? The, then those, you got the white ladies that are the similar ilk. That one chick, oh God, she was filming the manager of this grocery store who the, 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 the manager was wearing a medical mask. Cause you know, we're in the middle of a virus outbreak and and he, she's, he said, you're not allowed to come into the store without a mask on. And then she starts filming him. Ugh. And look, cell phones are an amazing tool to capture things that a lot of people say didn't happen. So thank God for that. But what it's also capturing are these fucking white ladies with the, with the world up their asshole. Like, it's so... I'm so curious about it. So this lady is like being told by this manager, you can't come in without a mask. And she starts filming and she goes, well, according to HIPAA laws, I have a medical condition that makes me, and you can't tell me what to do. I want to speak to the manager. And so I guess that guy wasn't initially the manager. So the manager comes out and she's like, I can't HIPAA said. And the guy was very patient with her. and was like, ma'am, we can do your shopping for you and we can feel, oh, how am I going to pay? You're going to take my banking information? You fucking dumb bitch. You know what I, you know, shut the fuck up. You're, they get to the, this type of lady gets to a level and, it's, and, and they get to this level way too easily over shit that's not worth getting this mad about. They go from zero to a hundred in this way that I'm like, what the fuck is that? What is that? You know what I mean? And she's filming this guy and then she's bringing HIPAA into it. And the guy's like, well, we can do your shopping for you. And okay, props to you because I wouldn't have extended that to that lady. Customer is not always right. But that, this guy was being very patient. And we could do your shopping. Well, what if I wanted to get things that I don't want you to see? What the fuck? You're at a grocery store. Where are you going to get a butt plug? You dumb bitch. 
No one gives a shit what you're buying. So if you went into the store without a mask to buy those things, you would be rung up in front of other people. Do you know that, right? Like other people could see you. But also, do you know they don't give a flying fuck what you're buying? What's the weirdest thing you could buy in a grocery store? Okra? What, is that a vegetable or is it a fruit? Is it an eggplant? But the biggest reaction you get out of me is, oh, what's that? Not, what a fucking, uh, oh, God. But this kind of white lady that I'm like, what the fuck makes you tick? And why are you so goddamn stressed out? And and racist, because that, you can't, that Amy chick, Mm, 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 mm. nope that's a whole lot of nope and you got tagged in facebook oh god what is what is with these type of white ladies i want to know and because i think that i'm always also cognizant of like don't fucking act like that ever christina because i don't put myself above anything Meaning, I don't, I, I could, I'm on my high horse, like, what are these fucking white ladies doing? I am sure that I have acted like a, like a Karen in the way of like, um, I never said, can I speak to your manager? But I don't know. I'm sure there has to be a time, a, a one incident in my life where I was like being a bitch, a brat, a brat, and being over dramatic about a situation. But I can't recall one of those moments, but I'm not saying I'm not, a, you know, I'm above that. There ha- but come on, man. What the fuck? What's going on in your head? Because you, you got to calm the fuck down. You got to calm the fuck down. And those types of ladies are also the only... Every t- anytime Corey and I have had to kick an audience member out, it's been one of those ladies. It's my birthday! You only hear that out of a young, drunk, that kind of white chick. Here I am. It's my birthday. Okay. Okay. Shut. Can you shut the fuck up, please? <sighs> anyway. I want to. Um, I'm going to end it now. I'm going to end it. I'm going to end this podcast episode because I got to go. But I hope you're okay. I hope you're doing well. And I hope you don't have any diseases or any woes in your life. But you probably do because it's part of the human condition is... um is uh you know going through a bunch of shit and i hope i can make you laugh and rate me on itunes and review but only if you love it if you don't love it don't do it no just do whatever you want if you think this fucking sucks say it i don't give a shit i'll leave you with a quote by whom i don't know that's an important part of this quote it's in a book about the dance of communication the author quotes somebody else but i love this quote I'm going to leave you with this quote of the day, quote of the week. A dysfunctional family is any family with more than one member. Guys, thank you so much. I love you. Have a great week. Please don't kill yourself. Stay safe. I will talk to you next Wednesday. You know I smoked a lot of grass. Oh, Lord, I popped a lot of pills. But I've never touched nothing mm-hmm, that my spirit could kill. You know I've seen a lot of people walking around with tombstones in their eyes. But the puts you don't care oh, if you live. God damn mm-hmm, The pusher
is a man with a love grass in his hand. Your body. 